Guys, I'd like to give a shout out to the Diwana Belpuri house. Um, if you are in Houston, if you, I don't know why you'd ever be there unless you're catching a train, but if you're there and you're looking for a decent vegetable, vegetarian or vegetable, vegetarian curry on a budget, you can look no further than that plan, than that restaurant because it is wonderful. Um, the food's great, the price is great, and they were also nice enough to let us record this episode of the podcast there. This episode features the great and powerful Luke Chilton, who is a stand-up comic on the London circuit. In this show, we talk about how he started in stand-up comedy, why he started, um, why he took a long break from doing it in his teens to doing it now, um, all the things he's done in between, and also our love and criticisms of the simpsons so yeah please welcome the great and powerful luke chilton also i have some comedy dates coming up and they are on the 3rd of october i'm at brewery bants i need to figure out where the hell that is and on the 25th I am doing Luke Chilton's night. Yep, he has a night, guys. Comedy at the Flow, which he will promote to you later on. Right, let's do this. Hello. Hello. <laughs> let's act like we haven't been speaking for um, however long. For however long. It's nice to meet you. Tonight. Nice to meet you tonight, man. Brilliant. Um, we've travelled very far, and um, <laughs> a whole roller coaster ride. That's right, and we've done, we've travelled many um, dangerous terrains to get to where we are. In, Senator assassination. Senator assassinations, yeah. Well, we actually did avoid a senator assassination today. <laughs> that is, um, yeah. Um, don't go to Houston on a Wednesday, guys. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's, yeah, you, you run into some, yeah, it's a weird place on most days, but on a Wednesday, apparently, they just, it just closes and everything just breaks down and just don't do it just stay home listen to us one senator one senator shows up and the whole city I want to know what senator actually was and if the senator actually exists because I don't think like the senator does exist I feel like they just did that for the fun of it because there was literally no secret service I think there were a couple of black cars but there were no secret service people like doing anything I I didn't even see us get a look no and no police or anything so maybe they like they had it up for a few days and it was quiet so they thought like yeah fuck it we'll we'll do we'll we'll keep it here for now we'll keep it here for now keep it here for now so how have you been uh yeah very well been uh, gigging along hey hey it's my life it's all i do so very boring individual ah no you're not that's why i've got you on it so like what okay we'll get into the work stuff properly later on but what got you started in stand-up comedy what made what what was the what was the thing that made you go do you know what that is what i want to do 
what inspired the dream. <laughs> um, I guess, to be honest, I guess, so my early influences are definitely like uh, Bill Hicks, George Carlin, and they're sort of more like, uh, more like preaching comedians. Yeah. But they, um, like, watching them as like a 14, 15 year old person of age. It does. Absolutely. Cool. I was like, I want to be like that. I didn't necessarily know. So, what was it specifically like about them? So, I kind of, kind of get where you're coming from. So, what was it specifically about them that made you want to do it? It was. I just felt like what they were saying was so brutally honest and like just spoke to to their own characters so honestly and wholly in a way that I've never seen with the comedy format I've never seen anything with sort of such a sort of raw expression of self mm. um, but then on top of that to make that funny yeah exactly <laughs> and not preachy and not um, narcissistic I mean there is a narcissistic element yeah. I think to comedy but of course there is like we're standing up and we're expecting people to listen to us <laughs> yeah. for 5 to 20 minutes With your, yeah there's nothing more sort of obnoxious than having an extra loud voice and you say yeah exactly. <laughs> here I am exactly it's like, it is narcissistic and we we do have that level of narcissism to us but I think yeah. it's sort of a Healthiest narcissism? Yeah, it's, produ- it's putting in productive channel. Exactly. It's not. We're not hurting anyone. Yeah. Apart from the people that have to listen, thank you. Apart from yeah. the people that have to listen to us occasionally. Yeah. And normally, that's, normally that's voluntary. So. Mm. They've, they've decided their own doom. Mm. But no, I found them, uh, particularly the topics that they were talking about as a sort of teenager at that age, was. Um, I don't know, they just, they were sort of the first people who um, got me interested in how the world works. Um, what, in general or in common? <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I, I do mean in a really like general set, but also in like a very profound sense, because comedy has none of those sort of usual barriers, I don't know, like a politician has, or a teacher has, you mm-hmm. can't say certain things, or like comedy is just whatever happens or the chips flow fall that is what you're going to get so yeah there's a freedom to it and an autonomy that's just not seen in anything else so I, I guess i just value that sort of autonomy yeah. very very highly and so so i'm going to challenge on that don't you think yeah. that like because of how the political system is and how um, reactionary everyone, every a lot of people have become, do you think that's affected the comedy world? Oh, recently. Yeah, recently, yeah. Yeah, it seems to. Um, I mean, I'm hoping it's just a sort of thing that's yeah. gonna wear out because I mean, you know, you can't. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of people like. I mean, it's in university. Well. Like, when I was at university, I saw that's that's where I saw the worst of that sort of thing. Mm. Um, I mean, a lot of comedians, like I said, they don't even do university stuff. And it's weird because I've seen it in America and the UK, which is mm. quite interesting. Because um, I think like the, the trend for university students is to be lefty, li- lefty liberal, but then like you can't really be liberal if you're left wing though. Yeah, well, it's like it's, it's, weird. it's almost a com- it's, it's almost ironic because they're like they're so liberal. <laughs> they're tyrannically yeah, yeah. liberal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So They've of... gone past the Guardian and into yeah. the work, yeah, the yeah. work, the whatever that thing, the Daily Work or whatever. Yeah, whatever like it is, yeah. Leninist revolution. Like, and like you're talking about young people. Like young yeah. people are normally the ones who are, I don't know, 
expanding the system, not, yeah. not restricting it. But, but I, I don't know, I mean, from my personal experience, I, mean, yeah. I can't say my comedy is particularly offensive. No. I'm, I'm generally quite silly. Yeah, you, you are, but you're yeah. silly in a good way, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I would like to, there's definitely some topics that I want to push that are a bit more controversial, um, and I am worried about the pushback. Why? Just because, because <laughs> obviously the dream is this sort of a comedy career. I yeah. Be able to um, make a living out of it. And so there's some sort of balance in terms of sort of you don't want to you don't want to start pushing the line before you're even something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But then I, mean, I don't you, know if that's the right attitude. But then maybe go I, for it. I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time you kind of want. You don't want to lose your sense of self at the same time. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head. That's, yeah. that's exactly the reason why I just said a minute ago. That was exactly the reason why I value comedy so much. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, I think it's actually a very interesting time for comedy. Um, I think it endows comedy with a strong sense of meaning. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't have. Yeah. Um, but again, actually, that's that's something I love about comedy. It's, it's sort of deeply meaningful, but also pointless at yeah. the same time. <laughs> and I just love that. <laughs> they kind of meet together. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's so strange, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. just a strange medium and art form that we just kind of stumbled into. Yeah. And how long have you been going for, by the way? Like, uh, seriously, for four months. Um, jokingly for about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. comedically forever <laughs> no I had I've always written I've written comedy since I was like I've always written it but yeah. I never I did a few gigs when I was 18 in Leeds mm. and they were the worst gigs <laughs> they were so haunting and so horrifying to me that I, I took a long break um, How bad? Like, come on, let, let's see the story oh, so now. I, so I must, oh my god! You you shot yourself. In, you brought this on yourself. You did not have to say this. It was dark recesses. I didn't want to go to. Oh yeah, but you you went there yourself. You didn't. I didn't coax you into that. That was you saying. Oh, so yeah, I went to. So I went to this gig in in Leeds. I can't remember the name of the place, but I think I performed to. Um, Thank you very much. Um, so I wrote this. This, this is obviously immediately large. I've ordered a. I'm in an Indian restaurant right now. We're in an Indian restaurant right now, and I've ordered. I can't remember what it was, but it's. I might put it as the profile bit for this bit for yeah. things. So I'm gonna actually yeah. take a photo of this whilst it's recorded because. Like, was I? I don't know where to start with this. <laughs> Carry on with your sort of sad story. Yeah. Ah, no script there. <laughs> what, what was I saying? I was saying Leeds. Oh, there's dreadful gigs in Leeds. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I remember what I should have done in hindsight, what I should have done is I should have joined the Footlight Society, the Comedy Society in, in the uni faculty and just gone through that. But I don't know, I was an arrogant, <laughs> arrogant teenager, so I was like, I don't want to join no society. Yeah. I'm a lone wolf. I'm never met Yeah, literally. So obviously, I was a very sad, lonely wolf. Um, and which I totally deserved back then. <laughs> um, I was such an arsehole. Like um, I've grown now. I'm all right now. Yeah, you are. Half a person now. <laughs> but um, no, I wrote this dog shit set. Do you, you remember what it was? Yeah, 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 I do. It, it was actually a good concept, but it was a uh, terrible, terrible execution. Oh, um, yeah. So it's like talking about uh, feminine and masculine pronouns in different languages. So you know how they like feminize objects or masculinize yeah. other objects. And I was trying to figure out where a dildo would fit into that <laughs> thing. So I'm like, it's, it's, I mean, you don't get much more masculine than a penis. <laughs> but then it's for women. <laughs> it's a product pretty much exclusively for women. Well, depending. The well, yeah, 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 no, 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 that's very yeah, true. We're very, very, we're very true, inclusive yeah. here. Yeah, no, no, no so, you're you know, totally right. The, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try to correct me then. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know you see the conundrum. I was like, who who decides <laughs> decides and who decides the ones that just have no you know no gender and, bias um, at all? It's spoons. I don't know. How do spoons get feminized? But who ca- who came after you on that? Did anyone come after you on that one? Or was no, it no, just no, like... not at all. There, was, there wasn't enough people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> there was literally me, two of my mates, two other comedians I think I performed to, and the two comedians oh. immediately left. They knew it was my first gig, like no word of encouragement, oh, no. no word of like, well done, just, just okay, finish now, bye. Not even goodbye, they yeah. just left. But that so, could have meant that your gig was really, your, you were really good, and they were like, fuck. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I'm going to choose to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> See? That interpretation of events. Full self denial. Right, what about the second time, the, uh, the other time you did it? The other time I did it, a uh, very similar story. I did the same same set, same same night, but without my friends. So it was even more isolating. I didn't even have someone to rob my back. Oh no. And that, that was it. Then I was like, this is, I was like, the comedy world is cruel. <laughs> Too cruel, like more cruel than I expected. Literally, it can be. Yeah, yeah, it really can be. So where did you go from there, like after that? Oh my god. I, well, I went through quite, I got a degree in philosophy, and then I moved to Spain to teach English. Then I had an existential crisis and got a master's in in international development. I actually have a published paper. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Can you promote that, please? I can, yeah. It's on um, on the the citizens, (laughs) the citizens income trust website you can see me under data and analysis I think the title's to what extent would inequality be reduced with the introduction of a universal basic income policy okay that is sick well (laughs) I mean I thought the plan after that was like I'll be a government person I'll get into the civil service the civil service hated me (laughs) my civil 
so much. They did not want me at all. I did. I got rejected on the grounds of on a personality yeah, test. Really? Yeah. Not not. Oh, <laughs> not, no. a com- not a competency test. So I did a competency test that scored very very highly, and then did a, a Myers Briggs personality test. And apparently I failed that, <laughs> which I didn't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't That's really, the rudest <laughs> thing, though. Like, yeah, it doesn't get more personal. No, than, uh, like they, you're great for this job, but fuck yeah, you. You're, you're terrible you're, in the Your personality sucks. <laughs> what were they looking for? No idea. I didn't even think it was legal to do that. <laughs> I don't think it is anymore. I think there's laws against that now. <laughs> but yeah. You can't just buy. They can't just give it to you and say, no, nah, we don't. Yeah, but um. But I. Took but you're out. an amiable guy. Like, what? Why would they? Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> Maybe I have some latent psychopathic tendencies. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure your mum says you're lovely. Yeah, yeah, of course she does. <laughs> but I think it was. I think it's. I think looking back on it, I think it's to do with. Um, I think they have a very tight uh, thing about what they want to look for. Like they ask you these questions, like, yeah. would you, um, you know, would you go to your manager in this situation, or would you just sort it out yourself, or would you do this? And what did you do with what you chose? Well, to me, I'm like, it always depended on the context, and like they never gave enough context. So, so for half of them, I'd just say I'd go like the lone wolf sort of like, yeah, I'll just fix it, and then the other half I'd be like, I'll talk to my manager. Mm. Which obviously just makes me look inconsistent, <laughs> and, like crazy and schizophrenic. So I, was, um, I, I guess that probably had something to do with it, but mm. I sort of felt the. I don't know, I mean, this is probably me making excuses for myself, but um, the actual test had inherent. Yeah. I don't know, bias against me. They knew what they. Basically, they knew what they wanted. Yeah, and yeah they didn't want me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's fine, you know, that's. And, and probably correct do you know what I mean I probably wouldn't yeah, do fuck, well yeah fuck <laughs> I'm sure they I mean they're the oldest employer in the book the really. civil service yeah that, I think they'll be fine yeah, yeah. I mean you'd have been an asset obviously but I think, I think they will be fine yeah I think I think so too um, fuck them though still yeah, yeah still <laughs> fuck them yeah fuck those guys <laughs> um, but yeah I just couldn't handle the job rejection in the end uh, I looked for six months for jobs in policy and economics and politics and sort of stuff and um, I just went mad <laughs> I, I thought if and it felt like auditioning the whole time and you are like that's yeah, what a job yeah, interview is yeah but like um, like we were talking to someone that we were talking to someone uh, Chris Darwa I'm going to name drop him actually <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah like that <laughs> if you get a chance to see Chris Darwa live do it yeah just do it because <laughs> It's funny. Not as funny. Yeah. I can't put it any other way other than he will make you laugh. That's what you need from a comedian. That's what you need from a comedian, yeah. It's really important to be funny if you're a comedian. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think that's right. Yeah. After my analysis. <laughs> my cross sexual analysis. I don't know. Amy Schumer's doing really well for herself. <laughs> Burn. Oh. <laughs> I'm not pun- that's not punching down either. That's yeah. really, really punching up. Yeah. It's not that like she's gonna fucking listen to this thing. So you never know. But she should yeah, though. You never know. She should. She should, yeah. yeah. Amy, if you're listening, like it was a joke. Yeah. Don't send your fat nation army out to get me, please. 
Yeah, you're taking a, taking a hole you'll never get out of. Ah, boys, I live, I live, I was born in a hole. <laughs> Where were we? We got, we got sidetracked. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, um, you were talking about your, um, yeah, policy, fuck the civil, uh, fuck the civil service. Oh, yeah, yeah, my failed lack of career. <laughs> the end of my career before I began. <laughs> I'm, I'm so highly educated, Nathan, I should be employed. <laughs> I just can't get a job. Um, I mean, I work in a pub now. Yeah. My boss actually said to me, he's like, why are you here? <laughs> so I was like, oh. <laughs> so like, don't you want me? <laughs> Come on, at least you've got to walk me. Wait, wait, this is, wait. I can serve drinks. <laughs> so, you leave civil service because they're insane, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Crazy robot. Thing. So where where do, <laughs> where do you go? From, so where do you go from there? Like what do you? Well, well then I thought I was like, oh charities, <laughs> charities will be the funky. They're like the funky cool civil service. That, you're such right? a lefty liberal, you know. I, oh no, I fully really was. <laughs> I fully really was. I mean now I'm. I don't know what I am anymore. Yeah, good. <laughs> now I'm just fucking beaten down by life. Yeah. <laughs> Take anyone who will help me. <laughs> That's why you're a comic. Probably. <laughs> um, but no, I tried to. Uh, uh, yeah, I tried to get to charities again, fully rejected on like, like, but this is the thing, I don't, I'm, I mean, I, I'm my own worst enemy, I don't, when I go to interviews, I, I take their questions as just their questions, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to do that, you're supposed to like, you know, there is a, there's a secret hidden answer yeah. behind all those questions, yeah. and so like, I never prepare for interviews, I just go in and just play it by ear, and like, I'll do research on the company, like, yeah, know, of course, but, um, um, you know, I think one of them, I remember I got feedback from one interview, and he was asking me about, <laughs> so I worked as a consultant for a month or two. Ooh, you, you've actually done quite a lot, a lot of very high-powered jobs, right? Yeah, but I can't keep them. <laughs> That's not the point. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this was called you having a lot of experience, yeah? I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. My CV is actually very strong, but... The su- <laughs> But the thing is, a diverse and rich CV is the sign of a lot of failure. <laughs> um, but, no, so, when, so this guy gave me feedback on the grounds. Um, so I worked as a consultant. He was like, oh, why, did you, why didn't you pursue this job? Because um, they gave me a very strong reference, this consultancy yeah. company. Yeah. And my answer was, well, they gave me too much work. <laughs> Which was true. Which was true. <laughs> they gave, they expected me to be on call from uh, nine in the morning to one o'clock in the morning. Like they just ring me up, being like, "You need to do this. You need to do that." Um, and that, this, is, that is taking the piss. Completely. And like it, it meant like the salary was, was good on paper. It's like a hundred pounds a day. But at the but, same time, is but, that your? But if you're working twelve hours a day plus. <laughs> It's less than minimum wage. It's like, how much is your soul worth? Well, yeah, exactly. And, and the re- Nathan, the research we were doing was so pointless. Well, how point? How pointless like, we talking? <laughs> because I, I don't want to, I don't want to poo-poo the consultancy industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a huge industry, but it's fucking, no, it. it's fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's like, like the way the industry works is so you have you have an expert company. 
or like an expert charity, so like take homeless charity, mm -hmm. and we'll go to a consultancy and say, we want to do some research on this law about that's going to affect homeless people. Mm -hmm. You, the consultancy, we want you to tell us about this law and how you think it will affect homeless people. So it's like an expert, it's like an absolute expert in the field. Just dragging a random dude off the street oh. and being like, "Could you tell me what's going on? <laughs> Could you tell me about astrophysics? <laughs> just give me your opinion. I just, just love do to it, know." Please, just... Yeah, and and you got to do it in three hours. <laughs> and like and like yeah, then there's, there's a stupid competitive thing. So Why does like, this thing exist? I, it's it's it, okay. I don't know. <laughs> It's like a pointless industry. It's like, and everyone that was so infuriating is everyone there is really smart. So they're like smart people, but they're doing stupid stuff. It's like, it's like these smart people have found a way to convince people that the useless things they're doing are worth money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a complete con. And like everyone knows. Yeah. Like everyone in the office, you look in their eyes and you can see that they're like, I'm they're, not doing anything. They're, yeah, but then no, like, are they like dead behind the eyes? Oh, and it's just like, is it like, um, what's it called? The Cybermen from Doctor Who. It's yeah, like, literally. Like, without the things, without, actually, no, they probably do have things in their ears, so they've got like earpieces and stuff. Yeah, no, they so they literally, they're literally like the Cybermen in Doctor Who, just like typing away. That's what I'm just, like, But like, the most pathetic thing about it is like, it's so. <laughs> Like, they just changed the names of everything to make it sound more... Like, a meeting is not called a meeting. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's come a, on, lay it on me, lay it on me. peer-to-peer review. Or a peer-to-peer peer -peer action... Oh, what was it? Action... Oh, what did we call it? Actioning, <laughs> actioning sequence or something like that. Like, absolutely ridiculous joke. Like, I'm, I'm just imagining, like, a dude in a suit, like, just going, OK, guys, so today we're going to be talking about how to communicate with each other. Yeah. In the most indirect, impenetrable way yeah. possible. Because literally every meeting we went to was like, okay, so what we need to do is we need to uh, Google search all day and then just give that to the people. Wait. I'm guessing Google searching specific topics though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But that's... Not just like typing in a random... Like... Oh, no, no. So... Literally, consultancy is googling. You can you can fire everyone. So basically, anyone. Okay, if you just for anyone, any according to Luke, anyone can get into consultancy. Okay, if you can use Google, right? If you can bullshit and use Google. And Wikipedia. And Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia is a great one because they reference for you. <laughs> We're like giving up all the secrets here, aren't we? Like, oh my god, great. mate! If I if if I could bring down the consultancy industry, <laughs> I'd be I'd die a happy man. I reckon this should be it. I reckon this should be. No, I have a, I, I, I'm waiting for the chart. I have a whole. Like at the moment, I'm too angry with the consultancy industry yeah. to talk about it on stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you bring, so much. Dude, you should bring that in. It is coming. It's coming. It's coming. I want to be there for the first night. It, it just needs to be. I need for the anger that it exists. <laughs> I need, no. to, I need to wait for the anger no. that subsists. Dude, you need the anger. No, no, but the anger's too high. <laughs> that makes sense. There's, there's the beautiful angry spot where oh. I'm also coherent. Because at the moment, it's just... At the moment, it's like, you know when you're so angry with someone yeah. that like, you can't say words? So you're just like... That would be... Stupid, stupid, That would be brilliant. Like... <laughs> 
Honestly, do that. Do that, please. Like, I want to see you red in the face, spitting. I'm going to be on the front row, and I'm going to have your spit in my face. It's not going to be pretty. It's just going to be sad. Our comedy's never pretty, man. I mean, we've been some, well, I'm sure, like me, you've been some rough nights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll do it. I'll do it. Right, I'll make a pledge. I'll do it. I will do it. I promise. When? I don't know when now. I don't know. Some point. I'll I'll make sure you can be my bringer or whatever. I'll just message you. I'll say the time is now. I'll send you a location. Come here. You got five minutes. It's gonna be there. Yeah. I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna be booked in for five, but it'll go on for forty five. They won't be able to get me off the second. No. Well, he's had enough, look, he's had enough. If you do a healing comedy, Rudy will just, like, let you go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's when comedy, comedy does become therapy or something. Yeah. Or an exorcism or something. Yeah, it can't, well, yeah, because it's what we... It's how, I think, that we, personally, it's how we understand the world around yeah. us. Like everyone else is doing normal things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And we don't understand why they're doing these normal things because we know that there's a much simpler way to do it, but they can't see it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So it's quite a meta art form. So it's basically, we can't tell the person standing in front of us not to, like, hold his bag this way. Yeah. Because that would be seen as rude and he could punch us or whatever else, right? Right. But if we take that on stage and we analyze it and we just think, okay, this is this guy pissed me off as he was doing this. (laughs) This is how it really should be done. Am I right? And there'll be a comedy audience, so 99% of the time they'll agree with you. Yeah. Unless it's that one percent where it's just comics and they won't say they agree with you. Then they'll just be like, yes, that's true. I thought about that the other way. Yeah. so yeah, what do you think of performing in front of comics? Oh, oh it depends. It depends on the comic. It's, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean I've been, I'm into nights where it's only been comics. Yeah, I mean, it's it's better when there's an audience. Yeah. But that, that said, I don't know. There's it's weird. It's like what makes comedians laugh. I think is different. So I think there's a way like. Um, you know, as a comedian, you can perform for comedians, but it's probably not going to be... <laughs> Good. Well, yeah, not for your average. Yeah. You know, it's like Stuart Lee's very... Um, I mean, I guess that's why he's a comedian's comedian a lot of the time. It's, like his, it's often very, like... He's sometimes he's a lot of the time subverting classical comedy techniques yeah. and something like that, and it's... You know, your average audience member might not find no. it very funny because yeah. they, they find it alienating and just don't understand it. Whereas, the comics that something very revolutionary yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know but sometimes I mean it depends on the comics it's like we were at Healing Comedy yeah. the other day and that was just the comics that was a it, great was, it wasn't just comics it was, there was a decent I, audience actually there. no 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 you're right yeah, there, there was a decent audience there was, there was a decent audience size yeah, yeah. I'm talking no audience <laughs> just, like com- just comics like, I was in a um, I was doing what's it um, I come I come with a nice school and I don't, and I don't want to bad mouth I don't want to mention yeah, that yeah. anyway because I won't get I might want to get booked there again. Uh, <laughs> I was doing a night a couple of weeks ago and the, there was only one audience member <laughs> who was the girlfriend of a comic. Oh right, yeah. And 
it was her first ever comedy. It was her first ever experience watching comedy. Oh man, she would. And she, she was the only, and because she was the only audience member. Yeah. She was the only one that got spoken to by all the comics. Did she break up with her boyfriend afterwards? No, oh, I don't know. Like they seemed pretty happy when I was on the tube with them. Like I can't. Yeah. But it was. I ate a. I ate like three quarters of a plate of dicks that night. Like, because. Did you age? Did you oh, age? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because. Actually, wait, I didn't. I ate the dicks, but I had fun eating the dicks. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, because very few people were doing well on that night. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to relax into this yeah. and do my shit and then leave. And then get off and leave. And then get off and leave. And then. I, I kind of had like I got two and a, I get one and a quarter laughs I think yeah which is good from comics on a bum night that's not bad yeah <laughs> getting any laughs on a bum yeah. night yeah thank you to Emily Woods by the way for laughing at for laughing at one of my jokes so thank you <laughs> Emily Woods is awesome Emily Woods is great yes <laughs> but enough talking about Emily Woods <laughs> but do, but do Goose and Moose if you are a comic do Goose and Moose I did Goose and Moose two days ago did you how'd it go really good delightful game Ooh. it was delightful yeah. I like delightful that one yeah we had yeah not many audience members there but that was a prime example of how comedians can make a great audience yeah absolutely the atmosphere is great yeah yeah well I think it's because this is South Kensington Comedy Club and like you know the, it is a bit different there yeah, yeah. Who was that? Who lost on the bill with you that night? Uh, it was me, um, Emily Woods obviously was emceeing, uh, we had Danny Walsh. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, we had Ryan. Danny Boy Walsh. Danny Boy Walsh, yeah. Uh, we had David who runs Lost Comedy. Oh yeah. I think it was all the promoters actually. <laughs> then we had Ryan from Comedy, Comedy Beast. Ah, Ryan yeah. McCross, is that Ryan McCross? No, it's Yeah, not. yeah, I think that's the name of Facebook. It's is it? I can't remember. I don't know. Um, the guy who runs Comedy Beast. Uh, he run- the Aussie guy. No. Aussie? No. Not him. Because okay. he's got, no, the Ryan McCrossy, he's got a new night in Whitechapel, which you should all go to, by the way, because uh, okay. it is, and you should go to it as well. What's it called? I can't remember. <laughs> but, it's Ryan McCross- <laughs> but, it's, but search Ryan McCrossy on Facebook mm. and do his night, because Emily Woods was um, emceeing, and now it, uh, it was the premiere night, and yeah. like, we d- it was a non-bringer night, yeah. but the audience came in droves. Really? Like, no one invited, awesome. very few people invited anyone, yeah, yeah. but like, because it was such a good spot, yeah. like they all came from upstairs, they all came from downstairs, yeah, went up, and yeah. one of the best nights I think I've ever done, and it was probably the most fun I think I've ever had, so I'd highly recommend that. That's what I want comedy at the flow to be. Hmm. Yeah, debut oh, tomorrow. Sh- debut tomorrow. Shit, yeah, put a mug Yeah, so yeah, Luke's got his own comedy night now. We do, we do. Yeah, where is it? Promote your shit, man, come on. So it's at um, the Florence Pub in Han Hill, uh, literally two seconds outside the train station. It's going to be fucking incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. That's all going And I believe I'm there on the 25th. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm there on the 25th. Yeah. I'm very excited for this. I'll be the second second night. It might be the better night to do. Really? The... Yeah, I'm only doing it once a month. Oh. So, so get your so if comics get comics get your book. 
get your spots booked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and audiences yeah. and audiences get on. Yeah. Get on, get yeah. on there. <laughs> is, yeah. it, is it quite a popular place? Is it like? Yeah, it's a busy pub. That's so good. Hoping, That's... And the function room is sort of connected to the pub, so I'm hoping. You know, people see it going on and then come in. Yeah, that's uh, it. So, yeah. how, so how do you feel like running a night now that they're just turning up? There's <laughs> uh, a bit more pressure in the sense that I'm not just thinking about myself. You're thinking about everyone else, yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking about trying to create a nice atmosphere for other people and stuff like that. So that's... Um, well, you'll do that. Well, I hope you'll so. You'll do that. But it, it's just something else to think about, do you know what I mean? It's, um, you know, like figuring out and seeing and... Sort of have you ever emceed before? Or is it uh, like... <laughs> I emceed the end of year assembly at school. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how many years ago accolade. was? How many years ago was this? Oh, that must have been ten years ago. Oh, plus. God, love you. I, I love got, you. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble because I, uh, yeah. I mooned the school. Like Mooney, one of my teachers. Do it. Oh, but, you were made for this. You were made. Well, you say that, but I was, I was so resentful of that day because uh, so there were awards given out, like most likely to succeed, most likely to do this. And there was an award for biggest comedian, which I didn't win. <laughs> and instead I got most shameless. Ah. Most shameless. <laughs> it just reeks of like... <laughs> You're not funny, but you'll do you're anything. You're not funny, but you try. <laughs> you'll do anything for a laugh, yeah. even if you don't yeah, get it. Yeah. You're the best trier. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's someone who's trying to be. Do you funny remember who did not. get the best comedian? Yeah, of course I do. Take them out. What's the name? What's the name? Name's Joe. I, I don't remember his surname. He Name's a, Joe. He's right. an annoyingly lovely guy. An annoyingly lovely guy. Oh, the worst. The, <laughs> night, the, lo- the lovely <laughs> guys. Are the he, he, he was actually a funny guy. He was a funny guy. So, but, is he, really but is he a comedian, though? I don't believe he's a comedian. Exactly. So the, the award is pointless. Yeah, exactly. He shows how accurate got... that is. <laughs> but then... I mean, that's what I did on stage. So technically, that was your starting, then. Maybe it was, yeah. Like, that was your starting. You were just like, yeah, you know what? I'll show Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'll show this whole school. I'll show everyone that I am the, I am the funny one out of us two. That's all it's been about. You're actually right. You're giving me clarity. <laughs> <laughs> that was the traumatic moment in my childhood. Or oh, just losing a poxy award. Losing the award, yeah, at school. What? I'm not, I'm not the funniest guy. I'll show you. I don't need a career in politics. I don't need money. But it's, it is weird when so, when they're not referring the love for it, like when they're not referring the love, and it's just like they. We can be quite petty, can't we? Oh yeah, of course. Wait, come in, well, I think comedians do pick up on the. They pick up on. Oh, I don't know. I think a lot of comedians have a certain clarity about the way they view the world. Yeah. Um, so what I think you were. That's basically what you were saying with the sort of you know, the with the bag, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy with the bag, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Chris Rock. Someone was telling me I didn't see Chris Rock say this, but someone told me he said this. And I thought it was. Um, I thought it summed up quite well like the idea that a lot of comedians see through the matrix. Yeah. And then they bring back the sort of the information of the real, the real yeah. world. Yeah. That's it. No, I, mean, I think that's sort of. Um, that's what it is. Sort of going back to what got me into is like that sort of George Carlin and Bill Hicks definitely had that sort of like. They really wanted to say something. Mm. I mean, they were quite political comedians, which, you know, sometimes they went 
Sometimes it was less funny and more like political. But I mean, they were fucking hilarious. I mean, they were funny. Right. Yeah. But Harlan could go really preachy at times. Yeah. Yeah. He could. Yeah. I was still. He he helped me pass politics with that. That's right. It's set on the difference between privileges and rights. That was my essay at A level. Really? Yeah. That's good. Oh, fair play. So did you cite him and everything, or did you like? Uh, yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I did use to cite comedians when I did philosophy. No. I was used to cite Star Wars and anime, like Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. That 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 was actually. I did a whole piece in, um, about AI based on Ghost in the Shell, the, the original. Not the, the, not the Hollywood movie. The, I'm not. I'm the still not. I know. I know of it. Oh, I'm mate, not, I know, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> all right? so I'm, this is like my, I, this is like my version of I haven't watched Game of Thrones, yeah. right? Yeah, right, right. I, I haven't yeah. watched Ghost in the Shell, yeah. but it's on my list of things mate, to do. There's also a killer series of it now as well. I think it's three seasons or two seasons. And it's, so would it's you say... Deep, it's deep though, you have to concentrate. It's like a... Oh, it, it, right. <laughs> it's like a smart person. It just expects you to go along with really complicated concepts. Oh, and then okay. on top of that, it's a murder mystery. So oh, like, alright, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's rewarding. It's like you put in the effort, you, you put in what you get out of it. Yeah. No, wait, you put in. You get out you get what, what you put in. Yeah, that's yeah right. if you put in what you get out of it, then that could that could be really yeah, bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, just really not good for you at all. And that'd just be pointless to be like eating you know, crap. And yeah, I've, I've heard of people or being doing a consultant. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like putting it into Google and getting the same fit. Oh, getting my the God, same. Yeah. But literally, sorry, to go back to consultants. <laughs> I feel like you need I to get this off your chest, man. This, this is report. I wrote this report for this debt company telling them what was likely to increase debt and I'm not going to say who I work for it's not oh, oh come no, on no no I can't come <laughs> no, on you see no, no, I, 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 I name I name I might have to go back to them for a job at some point <laughs> um, but no they were like I was embarrassed to send this report so I was like it's just not I was like it's just Google do you know what I mean? And like we were literally referencing like just journalists who are already like second, third, fourth hand pieces of knowledge. Didn't 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 reference a single expert. <laughs> it's just so it was embarrassing. It was just embarrassing. Was like this is a dumb piece of work. And we sent it to them and they loved it. And I, I was like, and I was like, you can't have read it. <laughs> I'm like, they can't have read it because also everything everything we wrote was like. At the end of it was just like, oh, but this, of course, like Brexit's coming up, so oh. that will change everything we've just said. So I was like, why don't we just write it after Brexit? If that's the case. Because if everything's gonna get thrown out the window, there's no point in doing this because Brexit's happening in two years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and well, they were just like, no, we need the report now anyway, so that we could not do any of the recommendations until Brexit. <laughs> so in which case, we need a new report. Uh, Infuriating. So, so basically. This is what I want to see. I like. No one can see this, unless, but this is what I want to see next time. Veins popping up. <laughs> yes. Veiny rage. Oh, just. I don't think it'll be feigning rage though. You would be like. No, veiny, veiny rage. Veiny rage. Oh yeah. Blood curdling rage. 
just that's what you want. I think that's what the or, I think that's what the audience wants, man. That's it. They want to see you suffer, don't they? Yeah, they want to see you suffer because like a lot of them probably will be in shitty jobs as well. Yeah. Right? So. Trying to be a champion of people, but they won't quit their jobs, Nathan. That's what they want to do. This is what's so annoying. Is they'll hear it. I know what will happen. They'll hear it. And be like, that guy's totally right. I'm not quitting my job. <laughs> and it won't change. <laughs> Nothing will change. That's oh. why that's why comedy is meaningless, uh, meaningful and pointless at the same time. Exactly. That's, there you go. That's so, why. getting back to the comedy side of things. Yeah, um, sorry. That's fine, man. Like that was a great. That was a great <laughs> tangent. I love a tangent. But um, what was I going to say? So, what was the thing that made you actually get back into it? Oh. What got What got you back on the stage? Uh, quitting my job. <laughs> And not knowing what to do, and uh, I was depressed. Man. I was so depressed. I literally, I think that was it. Like, like I'm not a depressed. I don't get depressed. No. But we all get not, depressed. We all get depressed. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm not like, a, you know, I don't have depression. Like, if I get depressed, no. it's for a reason. Yeah. Then I'm like, I need to sort out that thing. But this was like six months of job hunting. Like having a really strong CV and having done all the stuff that people told me to do, and like being in like so much debt, like yeah. there's so much money. Um, like I just I was so angry at like the system and like just feeling like I've been conned and like everyone had lied to me. Like, I was like, and like again, like I felt like I was performing all the time to try and get these jobs. I didn't really know I wanted it or whatever. So I was like, you know what? Comedy is basically this grueling audition. Well, the whole thing until like you become until you make it, and even then, you're still auditioning because you're not necessarily going to get the response you want. Yeah. And to me, that just carries so much more. I was like, at least if I was doing comedy, the audition means something to me mm. in itself. It's not just some stupid game I'm playing yeah. or someone else is like pulling my strings. You know what I, mean? I, I just thought it was like free, true freedom. And so where did since you... then I've been so happy. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's stressful and it's hard. And it's emotional but it's like core and like mm. I, I've never been this driven and this excited and this passionate about things. Yeah. Where was it feels the... like a need. Yeah. I'm addicted. I, yeah. <laughs> Same. Like I can really tell the difference like when I haven't done it in like a week or so. Mm. So I have to try and get at least one gig per week. Yeah, yeah. Just to talk to people even if it's saying the same thing yeah yeah like it's just yeah I guess it's like feeling the reaction the en- and feeling the energy yeah when it's there yeah well, it's, like, it's like doing exercise I feel like it's like, cause I, I used to be big into fitness um, and I got fully addicted again to yeah. like you know like uh, you get like endorphin highs so yeah yeah just oh, I like love those this. love it it's insane like so I guess it's the same sort of. It must be the same neurological network. It is. It's I was like now I'm addicted to like the laughs and the creating, like the writing, expressing yourself. And also I love that bit when you're writing and it's like you know you've got something. There's something there, but it's not there yet. Yeah. And you're just literally looking at like, oh, if I just move this tiny word here or yeah. like add in a pause here, like what yeah. is it? And then that finally just click. And you're that's like, it. that's the sentence. That's there it. You go. I've got my punchline. And that moment is just. 
like the build up to saying that on stage and then when you say it on stage the first time it's it a big laugh. Oh, that feeling oh it's so nothing that's the best feeling I've ever had in my life yeah I was speaking to I think it's Taya Downey I believe that's her, that's her name and she was saying that if if you don't do it for a long time it is it is basically a muscle like yeah, yeah. you need to be constantly doing it because if yeah. you don't do it for a long time like I took a month off yeah. for work and stuff but I could really feel it not working when I came when I came back to really? it yeah. yeah so it is like a it is a muscle it's like something in the brain yeah. that needs to constantly be worked at yeah yeah well that's that's why coming back from comedy having done it like two or three times as like an 18 year old and now I take it so seriously yeah like, I try and do three a week if I can wow um, and like again yeah it's just breaking through that constant performance and constant exercising and constant development um, and like you said like, I've noticed like tremendous improvement like and like it felt like the first gig felt like it was my first ever my first ever coming back so yeah, and it gets more rewarding the more you do it. Yeah. So you, so you push things to get further and see the progress. I. What do you prefer, like having something work and knowing it works, or working something out until it works? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're both the same. I mean, some. Well, it's weird actually. No, so I had this um, I had this set that I did. I basically took a date to one of my gigs. And it was terrible. Oh, it was a terrible, terrible day. Um, she she hated the whole show. Basically, like, it felt really uncomfortable. Why did she just not like comedy, or was she? I don't know if it was that, or like she found like it was pretty much just comedians when we went. So I don't oh. know if she like felt like the whole thing was uncomfortable and all that. Well, comedians been awkward and uncomfortable. Never, yeah, never, bit, never, maybe, never, yeah, but... never, never, never. <laughs> But she um, as such well as such a well adjusted individual. <laughs> I mean yeah. I mean Paris the fort <laughs> I know, an unstable comedian. Who does think I know, right? <laughs> but um no but like so from that I salvaged the five minute but well, it's actually more a seven minute story. And like, I just told it the next day and it got a really, really strong reaction. And I actually felt like I cheated. It was like, a really weird feeling because I felt like it was just given to me. Do you know what I mean? But then again, that's the best things though. Like the best I, things are. Yeah. No, but it's, it was a conflict because I was like, I've only done that story twice, and both times it's got um, really, really good reaction. But I mean, I am gonna keep it because it was. Yeah. It, it's because it works. <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna throw something away. Yeah. Given to me. But it, it was so different to like. The other stuff I've done was like written and like creative. Um, I mean, sometimes it's based on real stuff, but you yeah. know, like change around, like yeah. people are mixed together to make it more stage friendly. Yeah. But this was just a raw truth. Oh, sort of no. thing. Um, and it worked so well, but it did feel like I was like this. That was too easy in a sense from like a writing perspective. Yeah. Um, so I guess I don't know, but but then again I'm like, who am I kidding? Like I love the reaction. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, stays. I don't care. That's working. it. Yeah. So you're kind of in the middle then when it comes to the writing, the actual working out, and the actual payoff. Yeah, yeah. Because I 
I mean, the weird, the, the one I do hate is when like I've written a joke that I think is really good. Oh yeah. <laughs> and no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> or it just gets like. It, the it, silence. It, it, the it, silence. The silence. When it gets, it gets an, an, an acknowledgement, but it's just. Huh. Oh. Like, it's like someone saying lol. See, I've <laughs> never, I've never had that. I've just had the silence. Like oh the, yeah. Yeah. But the, the dead pin drop. <laughs> Tumbleweed, like looking yeah. in and then rolling past it, doesn't want any part. Do, do you acknowledge your silence? I do acknowledge my silence. I love acknowledging my silence. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they, and then, but the thing is, that gets a laugh. Yeah, I know, it's so mean. That gets a laugh. Like when you, when they acknowledge, well, when you acknowledge that you messed up, yeah. that gets a laugh because yeah. I feel like then that kind of builds up the trust between yourself and the audience a bit. Yeah, yeah. Very true. What's your name? Anything else? Um, yes, please, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll see the menu again. That's all right. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's always a distrust between open mic comics that we are and the audience. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, probably rightly so. Yeah. Right, I know. I've made my decisions again. Yeah, I made my decisions. I know I'm Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this in a restaurant, so that's why I'm kind of <laughs> going for broke, literally. <laughs> but yeah, there's a real distrust between the audience members and um, the open mic, and they know it's an open mic. Yeah. So you've got to really build it. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I like them. We got Louis, I think it's Louis C.K. and George Carlin talking about like going to open mics as famous, and, yeah. like established comedians. Yeah. So like and Joey Diaz was that as well. Joey oh, really? Diaz. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it is so true what they're saying. Cause that's the most honest audience you're gonna get. Yeah. And like, it's just a random bunch of people. So yeah. It's like, that's your real. If you can get them. Yeah. You're, you're good. Good. Yeah, you can get that audience, which you can get about 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah. The other 10%, <laughs> just don't kill yourself. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah, you got to be able to take some punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of taking punishment. Yeah. The real reason what we're here to talk about <laughs> is the Simpsons. Oh, the Simpsons. The Simpsons. I love the Simpsons. I love the Simpsons yeah. too. However, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people now are so quick to critically bash it, like yeah. to quick to like say, "Oh, it's nowhere near as good as it once was," or blah blah. Like, what? Yeah. Okay, what was your first ever episode of The Simpsons? What do you remember? First ever one I watched. Yeah. Oh Jesus, I don't even know. I just remember The Simpsons being on. <laughs> Literally, I remember Channel Four. Channel, no, I remember when it was on Channel, Channel Two. two. Channel Two. Channel Two. Six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And religiously we'd run back and the Simpsons was like the highlight on a Friday night yeah awesome absolutely awesome I mean back then I was like a baby so I didn't know what was going on can I have the um, Dahi Vada please thank you very much but um yeah, I never knew what was going on back then, but I mean, it's it's such a timeless show. Um, I mean, I am in the camp, like, I do think the quality has gone down compared to what it was. Like, it, I yeah. think it was like, the way I sort of see it is like, I feel like Simpsons is like, seeing your, I don't know, your granddad's age, and not well, like, it's like your granddad's sort of like trying to keep touch with the, the modern world, but you know, it's sort of, 
that's not who he was, he doesn't quite fit in, and it's sort of, I don't know, I, I do think that was the golden era of the Simpsons, yeah. I think, was so strong, and, I, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying, there's still great stuff, yeah, Simpsons, yeah, but it's, um, I think what it is, I think it's the, the sort of thing that South Park touched on with um, Family Guy, it's that sort of, it's like, it's so gag heavy now that it's sort of harmed the narrative of The Simpsons, yeah. whereas before, like, it always had amazing gags, always, 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 but it like was so tightly balanced with the characters, yeah. so it's never felt forced or um, just random or... Um, I don't know, like, I was never aware that it was being scripted. It felt so natural and yeah. organic. And then slowly over time it became more and more sort of like a, a family friendly family, family guy. <laughs> which is not good Which is no disrespect to any of the people who work on The Simpsons. Fuck, fuck. No, but I'm just like, it's like seeing anything that was like, I mean, the standard the standard was The Simpsons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for, for any sitcom, I mean, even something like Friends and like, I say The Simpsons, Muller's it. Because yeah. it's like, you know, it's got no laughter track, it's a cartoon, but it's still grounded in reality to some extent. Um, and it's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Yeah. And also, it's, it's um, you know, it deals with heavy-handed issues, but completely family-friendly. Yeah. Like it's like been it's like it's comedy writing been done on hard mode and yep. just done better than anyone else. Like to me, it was a golden standard. Like that golden skin. <laughs> yeah. You see, I think that. Even again, the writing's sort of gone. Uh, the writing has definitely gone down. Yeah. Um, I had put off watching this. Like, not put off watching it, but like I left it alone for a bit until we decided to have this to do this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, let me see what I've got. Because I've got yeah. season 24, 25, and 26. I've got 25, 26, 27. Yeah. Right. And I started watching season 27. Yeah. I think it's picking back up. Really. I think it is. Like especially, yeah. Um, because I've been considering because I went through I'm not sure what season I dropped off at but it was like it definitely wasn't that far yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that far into it because um, I couldn't I couldn't watch it you know what I mean I was like yeah. the standards I'd expected were too high from what it used to be but is that, but nostal- is that nostalgia talking though or is that actually I mean I, I don't know I mean possibly I mean I have watched I mean it's interesting that like so I watched some people's analysis yeah. of The Simpsons and there yeah. was like a really interesting thing where the viewership went yeah. down when a lot of the writers left like the original cast yeah. like, you know Conan O'Brien and Matt Groening and yeah. like, all the guys credit with the development um, you know they, none of them are in it yeah like, um, well Conan O'Brien I think he's busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, think no, no, I think he's doing something. I think, but, he, I think he's fine. Yeah, but that's, also, but I mean, that's, that's a testament to his talent. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's like he, and like so many of the writers have gone on to do impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, but like they, that team, there seemed to be some special formula with that original team. Yeah. Unbeatable. And obviously they had like, I don't know, all that drama with Troy McClure guy dying. Oh, Phil Hartman, yeah. rest in peace, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and I don't know I am Troy McClure yeah and Troy McClure's fucking great yeah. he's such a good character um, but, but I think that was it the original series was like the characters were like they had so many characters that were just sort of like just relatable and 
great and true to their character and I feel as time's gone by they've just become stereotypical representations of what they need to be at the time you know what I mean mm-hmm. whatever the plot needs for that bit yeah. like okay. like Homer's become like crazy and wacky and as is Marge <laughs> and like they just wouldn't be that way before you know what I mean they'd just like, be like a normal average family yeah yeah which was much more relatable because um, like, Homer just used to be sort of dopey loving death and then he became this crazy guy <laughs> do you know what I mean like like he took acid and never came down oh. <laughs> and like Bart as well like they just do he doesn't well he doesn't age so yeah like... well yeah exactly um, maybe that's the point maybe that's the problem maybe they should have aged yeah I mean, they should have aged. But then again, I think if they had aged, I think if they had aged, it yeah. wouldn't have gone on for 30 years. Since it's about to enter season 30 now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me, I would have been happy if they stopped just, just before. I mean, there's there's some great episodes from like, yeah. the new ones. Like, I love the episode when, um, you know, and it turns out Homer's smart. Like, that's <laughs> really funny. Um, I think that episode's quite sweet as well. Yeah. There's a sort of explanation of where Lisa gets it from. Yeah. Um, what season is that from? Is that from? I can't remember what season. It's one of the, I think Later it's like season. in the teens, maybe, or maybe a bit before that. But it's um, definitely not in the golden era, but yeah. it's one of the stronger episodes. Uh, what's your favourite golden era Simpsons episode? <laughs> Or top mate, two, top all, two, yeah, top two. I mean, they're tough because they're so, I mean, like, the Simpsons made me cry, you know what I mean? Like, especially watching it as an adult. Like, um, like the one where Lisa's a substitute teacher. And, yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, Bart, when Bart gets, manages to pass the exam, um, when Homer gets a gun. I love that episode. <laughs> um, what else is there? I mean, there's so many. There's so many great episodes. How about Simpsons roasting on an open fire? Why was that one? That was the first ever episode of The Simpsons after they after they got their own th- after they were given their own. I, I talk to them like I talk about them like they're an actual family, yeah, yeah. like as if they were, yeah they were given their own show, yeah. like because they were on the Tracy Ullman show first. But that was the, uh, right. yeah, the pilot. Yeah. Ep- that was the pilot episode of the actual Simpsons in the incarnation they are now. That's not the one where they get the dog. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, the first yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah. Like I think my favorite line from that episode is when they speak, um, when they pick up the when he home picks up the phone and he's like, "Who's calling?" and it's Patty or Selma, and he's like, "Thank you very much." Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, yeah, Patty, it's Patty or Selma, and he and um, he's like, it's Miles there, please. And then Homer's like, "Who's this?" and then. He's going, his mom's there, please. Who the hell is, who, who the hell that being is calling? His mom's there, please. It's your sister. And then they keep, and then um, he's here at training off and saying like, I, I don't understand why you married a man that's so rude. <laughs> Did you order this or was this the one that I? Uh, this is the one you ordered, I didn't order it. Okay. I thought you ordered Jello or something. All right. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. That is that episode for me, and also the Sideshow Bob one. What the which which one? The Cape Fear one. The uh, one with the rakes. The rakes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good one. When they got him like going to when they got going to hiding. Yeah. Is that the box? The one where Homer like runs runs around in circles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, wait, wait, this is when he runs in with the chainsaw and hockey monsters. <laughs> like, Bart's like all scared because Sergeant Bob's coming to kill him and he keeps coming into the bedroom with like weapons. Yeah. 
That is a good one. <laughs> but no, but it was so good because it was like, I don't know, it could just touch, it could touch emotional bases without, without being too corny. Like it was, it was, it just felt raw and real. Hmm. I mean, like, like Friends, Friends for instance, I'm like does that very well as well. But it, really I feel sorry. like with Friends, you're very aware it's a show. Of course you are. And you're not always invested. And sometimes you're, and you're like, like, what's start, happening this week? And when you start analysing Friends, yeah. like, you start thinking, right, how are they affording these flats? <laughs> they don't do anything worth affording these flats. Yeah, yeah. Watson, like Monica, maybe, because they've got rich families, but the rest of them are, well, no, Rachel as well, she's got rich family. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the rest of them, now. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but kids right in the center of New York. <laughs> exactly. But that's what the Simpsons kind of got right though. Yeah. They're like they were very realistic characters. I feel like to an extent they still are, man. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the later episodes. I gave up on that. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of the Simpsons predictions, sir? Like the theories that. Oh, <laughs> It's spooky, man. I love that that's happened. <laughs> like, particularly Trump. Trump was just insane. When did that get predicted? I don't even know when it was, to be honest. But it was, um, it, it's just the great shot of him coming down the escalator. Do you reckon that he saw that, but I'm gonna do that? I don't know, like, it's some cruel self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> I really want to know what episode that was because I don't. Yeah. I'm inclined to not think it is. I'm inclined to think that someone. Yeah, I mean. Doctored to be, that. To be honest, yeah, I don't recall watching a full episode at all. It, it could have been like just like, like it could have been just like or or like, it could have just been like a quick sight gag. Yeah. Because they do that a lot. Collective hallucination by the whole yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Do some conspiracy theory. Yeah. I'm actually gonna try and find it. Yeah. What the actual episode? Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't remember. I don't actually, remember the yeah. gag being done. I'm starting to think that it was not real, and that the Simpsons maybe didn't have psychic power. That <laughs> the people that did it didn't have psychic powers. So that's, they're worried about their ratings. That's what they want. They're going for the lowest common denominator. They wanted psychics to draw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God bless. It works for horoscopes. Oh, yeah. Get them going for like 30 years, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, where can they go from here, though? Simpsons? Yeah. Oh, Matt. You know, I honestly think it's time to stop. I really do. I mean, bearing in mind, I'm going to watch the seasons you've suggested. Okay, season 27. I'm on season 27. 27. Then I'm going to get 28, 29, and 30. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm actually going to probably fully watch yeah. The Simpsons now. Because, like, I have dipped into The Simpsons every now and then, and I've never been hooked. Whereas South Park, I've dipped back into, and I've been like, wow, this is still progressing and they're doing new stuff and they still have some pitch perfect episodes um, I mean I suppose the difference is there because there's only they've retained creative control the whole way through yeah and somehow they just have that raw creative energy to keep producing content I mean the Trey Barker and Matt Stone are phenomenal Absolutely. Yeah. Matt Groening's good too. Matt Matt Gr- no, no, I'm not Matt saying. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying. And I mean, so are you, Seth MacFarlane. If anything, I'm saying. The, and he's from Benjamin. Just Matt Groening's less involvement with the Simpsons. Is, uh, 
been, I don't know, quite a long time. Matt Groening's amazing, but it's, um, yeah, South Park's managed to stay true to itself. Is, um, and you know, the thing is, South Park's not always my cup of tea. No. Sometimes I don't want to watch it, sometimes, sometimes I don't want to watch Family Guys, you know what I mean? Even knowing that I'm like, to me, I'm like, South Park is a, a more clever and well-created show. Yeah. yeah. It'd be harder to make South Park than Family Guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's probably the way I look at it. But Family Guy is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, like, sometimes you want to just watch something hilarious and easy. And, you know, yeah. there's, there's space for everyone. So yeah. like, when, when, when it starts getting into the spite, mm. apart from the, <laughs> I love the South Park take of Family Guy. I think it's oh, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't think this it was. This is a cutaway. <laughs> They're manatees. <laughs> Like that. But that was so clever and so self-referential and so self-aware. The Back Family Guy never responded. They did. Oh, did they? Well, technically, Seth MacFarlane went on um, Howard Stern and, like, he wasn't mad that they trashed the show or him. Right. He was like, he trashed the writers, though. Yeah, okay. Like, you didn't go after Seth MacFarlane, yeah. you went after the people who were writing the show. Seth, yeah. Yeah, it's very, Yeah, I mean, that's a bad boy. <laughs> I guess they didn't name them, did they? No, but they said the writing staff. Yeah, they were yeah. in the building, weren't they? They went into the Family Guy building, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still fucking funny. Man, well, that's the thing, it was funny. And the thing is, the writers can write back. Yeah. And Trey, why not? Yeah. But would you dare, though? <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. But for me, man, The Simpsons is kind of like, it's become comfort food. Right. That's what I said. So, like, I know what I'm kind of getting into now, and I know it's never going to be as good as I remembered it as a child. Yeah. Like, that burger from Burger King, like, that tasted amazing as a child. Yeah. It's just going to taste like a normal burger now, but then that's just fine. See, okay, that's the difference in our attitude towards it, because mine is like, it's like <laughs> going around to Grandad's for Sunday roast. Oh. And then going going around to Grandad's for Sunday roast 20 years later, and he's, he's got Parkinson's. Oh. And you're just sort of like, it's still there, but it's... <laughs> It's crumbling, you know. I what thought I mean? you were gonna say outside as well. No, 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 it's something it's worse than that. <laughs> he hasn't forgotten itself. It's just no. yeah. It's just breaking. <laughs> and that's shaking everything inside. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh maybe if I knew you later, maybe I wouldn't think you know, I wouldn't have that comparison of earlier years. But it's okay. sad, it's sad, it's sad, it's sad to me. Alright. How would you fix it? How would I fix it? Jesus Christ. Well, if I could go back and try and keep the original team together, that was never possible. Because um, clearly that seemed to work. Yeah. Um, and if even if that team wasn't kept together, I think I think keeping committed to that narrative-driven comedy series. I mean, I think that's. I don't think I could write that well. I don't think I have the skills to do that. And like, hats off to anyone who can. Um, you know, like Matt Groening and the original team clearly had that ability. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have that ability. Um, Seth MacFarlane and his team have that ability. <laughs> yeah. H. John Benjamin and his team have that ability. 
but it's like, but that's the thing. I don't think you know. I don't think you're a bad writer. You don't do that at all. I mean, like you, you write for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but like for me, personally, having that narrative is what will keep longevity in the thing. Because it's not just a cheap gag that you come to and leave. It's something you invest in and you build over time. And that's when you come to love something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of the difference, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you see pun comedians. Punny comedians, yeah. Punny comedians, yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes you watch it and it's like, this is really funny. And sometimes you watch it and I'm like, this is funny and now I'm bored. Yeah. Because there's no, you know, it doesn't matter what order you put any of those things in. It's like, and, and it comes across more like a robot. I, like think a, Milton, I think Milton Jones is one of the few people that can actually do that. Mate, he's so funny. <laughs> but, this, but this is the thing, funny comedians are hilarious. You know what I mean? They, yeah. And they have such a great mind for wordplay and all this sort of stuff that comes out. But it, to me, I mean, it, I think it's a taste thing. This is not cheating on that type of comedy. I mean, that type of comedy is great in its own right. Um, but for me, it doesn't invoke that same love affair, if you will, with like comedic narrative. Yeah. Which is something, again, that was what drew me to comedy with that honesty and that raw sort of truth in it and like creating a stronger point within something that's absurd. Um, I don't think you get can get as deep as sort of puns in the same way. Because it's, it's just quick, it's bam, it's finished, it's over. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to leave it there, man. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to continue eating and I can't afford to do that here. So tell them where they can see you, man. Where can, um, first of all, where, they can, where can they see you and where can and oh. your social media and stuff? Yeah, yeah, the social media. Get, I actually have hardly any social media. So you have to get me exclusively on Facebook. <laughs> exclusively on Facebook, yeah, okay. Luke Chilton on Facebook. Facebook.com. <laughs> Um, As if there's any other one. Yeah. Look at join ask me to join comedy at the flow. It's a group on open group on Facebook. Join that. You're part of that already, Nathan. I am, yeah. Yeah. No uh, straight now. <laughs> that'll be my night, I'll be running every month. Um one day I will start promoting myself. Yeah. When I have more confidence in do my have any, Do you have any do you have any more any gigs coming up? Yeah, I got I got tomorrow, so that's the debut of my MC and yep. night. Uh, yeah. Then on Sunday, Sunday Shtick, I got a gig. Sunday Shtick in Kennish Town, get down there. Yeah, yeah, Kennish Town. We are Funny Project on Monday. Uh, in Las Vegas, in, Bats- in Wimbledon on Tuesday. And Big Nose and Boogaloo on Thursday. Oh, I did... Um, I did a... Um, not big nose, um, big nose, but it was at two tribes. Oh, how was that? I haven't done that. Before. It was actually good. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. yeah they man. got three now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think David runs all of them. Yeah. Nice guy though. He's good, man. The first, yeah. It was the first time I'd ever met him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, guys, thanks for listening to that. And yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me, Dave. You're welcome, man. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and you know, thank you for Luke for coming on the show, and also thank you to the restaurant for having us. Um, that was it was just a really great experience. Um, there are some things that I really probably should have talked about and brought up when doing that, like for example, 
because we're talking about The Simpsons, like Nancy Cartwright, who does the voice of Bart Simpson, her um, allegiance with Scientology and how she allegedly uses the Bart Simpson voice at Scientology Talks to get people to join the church. That could have been a really interesting one. Also, because we're talking about Family Guy and The Simpsons, we didn't... I forgot to mention the Family Guy and Simpsons crossover episode. That... it's It's just things like that that... You know, should have would have got up, but you know what? I had fun, and I hope you had just as much fun listening to that as we did, just talking shit to each other. Um, as I said before, uh, my comedy dates are October third at Brewery Vance and October twenty fifth at Comedy at the Flow, which is hosted by your boy Luke Chilton. So yeah, hope guys, I hopefully see you there. If not, I'll see you next time. Bye.